Welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast brought to you by Red Army Bet, a betting site with a difference. Not only are we offering the best available odds on a United win, we've also got exclusive special bets created by Reds. And as we share half our net profits with the United supporters community, no matter what, the fans can always end up winning. Check out our website, redarmybet.com, or download the app, Red Army Bet. About fans, by fans, for fans. Right. Welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast. I'm Andy Mitten and I'm stood outside a rainy Old Trafford. There's an hour and a half, two hours to kick off before the game against a team called called, called Liverpool. They're from a city not far from here. And they won the they were champions of England in, in nineteen ninety, back when Margaret Thatcher was in power. And they were quite well known in, in their local area. I was at Anfield last night, I went to the under twenty three game. Which United won. came from behind and won 2 1. And that's very poor in terms of results this season. Under 23 United side, the bottom of the league, they played very, very well last night. So there's a, a bit of a buzz pre match as you would always find ahead of a United Liverpool game. I hope this one delivers because there's been so many disappointing games between these two clubs. And I'm getting sick of defending it as a game when I'm outside of the UK. And telling people in countries like Spain that actually it's a great game of football and them saying, well, we watched it and it's absolutely crap. And it's very hard when you compare it to the Clasico, which is consistently brilliant. So I do hope it's an entertaining game today. I hope United win. Uh, uh, A defeat would be a little bit of a disaster. But, you know, we're in March. We used to be going for the title season after season and we're not going for anything in terms of the league this year. But I still think it's important to finish above Liverpool. To stay second, that would be a big improvement on recent seasons. We're on for an 80-point season. The defence, statistically, is very good. So I know there's lots of negatives, but you can read into... There's a lot of positives as well. Um, Palace on Monday night, probably a microsm of the season. Dreadful first half, brilliant second half, with that last-minute wonder goal from uh, Matic, diving into the crowd. There was a lot of good. It was a brilliant away day. And... Now we've got the next game against Liverpool. I'm stood on some at Busby Way and with Gary. Gary's originally from the UK, but you've lived in America for a long time. And yeah, great to meet you, Andy. I've been, I've been out in the States since about 95. I got out there the day after Ludwig McCloskey ended up stopping United and uh, Blackburn won that uh, Premier League title. Not a good day to leave the, the UK. And uh, basically, I'm, I'm just so, so uh, grateful to you for having me chatting with you today because my book actually comes out today. It's been 20 years in the making. Life, Liberty and the Pursuit of United and it's basically my story of having that umbilical cord cut when I leave the UK and trying to remain united in the States and it was prior to all this um, you know abundance of Premier League games that we get in the States now we watch every single game on a weekend but when I got there it was transatlantic phone calls it was two week old newspapers it was it was trying to basically do anything I could shortwave radio until one day I get handed this newspaper cutting from this lazy-eyed fat Finn who tells me about a darkened den north of Detroit called the Britannia Club and everything changed and what I'm loving today Andy about the symmetry of this whole story is the first game I walked into at that club was Cantona's return United versus Liverpool 2-2 and here I am 23 years later stood outside Old Trafford watching are about to watch United versus Liverpool I couldn't ask for any more 
Liverpool buses are going past us at the moment. We got a lovely wave, didn't we? We got a lovely Munich <laughs> wanker. I told him exactly what I thought. Let's see if he has the balls to come over here. I tell you, I know a lot of good Liverpool fans would be cringing at what he's doing there. But you know, you're getting knobheads in every it fan, is what it fan is, base, uh, don't you? Yeah. It changed an incredible lot how you consume <laughs> football and the access you get in the states. Now we've got loads of subscribers, and they've all got a pretty similar story of. We used to have to drive 30 miles to a bar and now they can get every game from home. A community I, of one. When my, um, when my dad was, when I was four, my dad saw an advert in the Manchester Evening News to, to be a technician in the Bahamas. So for two years we lived in the Bahamas. He was the only white man on, on a plant of, of um, Bahamian people and he played football. He was a good footballer. He, he, was, he was probably the best footballer on the island, you know, because he played a good level over here and I can remember the New York Cosmos coming to visit. But I can remember the way he got news about Manchester United was the pink would be posted from Manchester. So you like, it's like Fantastic. a three-week lag. That, it was three-week-old. I was living in retro. Yeah. I was getting off in retro. Yeah. That was all I had, mate. Or a second-half commentary on the BBC World Service which basically you were fading in and out with transmission, but it was all you had. You knew where to stand in the garden, you knew where to dangle that antenna, and you just Fantastic. basically just grabbed anything you could, you know? So I can totally relate to that, mate, totally. And you mentioned the antenna. I know someone in Norway who used to be able to pick up the BBC World Service in daylight hours, but not at night time. That's exactly it. The signal would weaken. That's exactly so it. It would be like 75 minutes gone and the signal had just cut out as Brian Robson moved through to... <laughs> That's exactly it. it. That's exactly it. So tell us about the United support where you live, because I saw the team play in Ann Arbor. It's not a million miles from where where you are, and there was hundred nine thousand people there. I was in that a stadium years ago. I was in that stadium. What's great about that story is, in my book, I basically from that um, doc- United beating Liverpool two one. Honestly, it was the best atmosphere at Old Trafford for years. The songs you can hear at the moment are the Liverpool fans behind me. They're singing to their credit. They've been beaten 2-1. It's ended a run of seven games, uh, unbeaten games for Liverpool. And with Danny Webber. Danny, what did you make United today? You know what? It's one of the best, especially the first half. And the best attacking performances I've seen on the front foot uh, from United for a long while. And then even in the second half, the resolute defending. Eric Bailly was his immense. Young Scott McTominay in front. You know, to a man, everybody stood up and was counted. So, for me, one of the best performances. Rashford, two goals, fantastic in the first half. Yeah, he, he was electric. He did exactly, you know, if you wanted to tell him to go out there and do something, what he did in the first half was exactly what you want. He took his opportunities when they came. He ran in behind, used his pace and showed great composure. And, you know, at one point, he was on the left wing getting him behind. Next minute, he's at right back flying into a tackle. That's what res- resonates with me anyway as a Man United fan. McTominay, you said the word composure. He looked so composed today, like he played 100, 200 games for United. You know what, he, he, he continues to impress me. I think, you know, you, you hit the nail on the head there. He played like, when other players around him who've played more games than him seem to panic ever so slightly, he's the one who go and take charge. He's the one who would play the simple pass. You know, there was a moment in the second half where United hadn't had much of the ball. He won it back. And then just played a simple five-yard pass backwards. The crowd groaned a little bit, but Mourinho got up and was clapping as if to say, well done, son, showed the level of maturity because United needed to keep hold of the, the ball at the time. So, for me, fantastic, and he's progressing really well. Lukaku, very good in the first half. Ashley Young had control of Mohamed Salah, which yeah. isn't easy because he's one of the best players in the league. You know, 
Lashley Young, he, he, he played him so, so well. You know, show, use his experience. He knows what Salah wants to do. He wants to come on his left foot. He didn't allow it. He didn't allow spacing behind. He almost man-marked him, but then knew when to go forward. So Ashley Young played that role completely. Lukaku deserves a special mention for his first-half performance because, especially for um, Rashford's first goal, he played it, you know, he was strong, bullied Lovren all, all through the first half, flicked it on for Lukaku, um, for Rashford. And then in the second half, he wasn't as visible, but, you know, for, for what he did in the first half and the impact he had, I thought he played very well. Right, I'm going to go and tell our Liverpool fans to be quiet. Thanks for your time, Danny. Off now. Everywhere is packed, it's people from around the world having the pictures taken. And I've walked up closer to where the United We Stand sellers are near the top of the road, and I'm stood outside the MUFC Fans Food Bank. And it's a new initiative, it's part of the Manchester South Central Food Bank. Well, I think it is, but Jill's going to explain to me. But United fans have been bringing uh, food in. Just t tell us what it's about. It's for the local food bank. We cover the area which is Hume, Moss Side and Wally Range and also a bit of Old Trafford. And we're a part of the Trussell Trust Network and we give out three days worth of food. So we're collecting non-perishable goods today that we can give out to people in need who are family, single people, homeless people, asylum seekers, anybody who needs um, food, who's in food poverty, who is referred to us by some of our partner agencies. And we're really sort of grateful for the generosity of the uh, supporters trust and all the fans as well. How many people are in food poverty in Manchester? What's the scale oh, of the problem? Crikey, I think there's something like 25% of children live in poverty, so that's a kind of like a baseline. Um, we see probably over a thousand people in the year. Uh, some give out more than a thousand meals in the year, so um, I, can't, I can't give you the top of head, but it's a lot yeah. of people. And, and Manchester, I mean, it's bad nationally, but I think Manchester, parts of Manchester are particularly badly affected. And the thing we're seeing now is with the rollout of universal credit, there's a lot of delays in people, people getting benefits, and that causes people real difficulties. And we get parents who literally have to choose between paying their heating bills or feeding their children, and that can be particularly bad as well in like the school holidays without school meals. Are you going to be here at future United games? We are, yes. I think we were here for a few games in the season. I forget which ones. There's only a few games left in Okay. Hopefully next year we'll keep it off. Okay. Yeah, so the idea, this is, we're here for the first time today, so the idea is we'll see how this goes and then hopefully it'll become a regular thing. Wouldn't it be great if United fans were contributing to the food bank and supporting people I mean, they are. who yeah. need support? Yeah, I mean, they are. They are, yeah. Already, so. But if it, you know, if it took off... And, if it took off, that'd be absolutely fantastic. And yeah. I got told some Liverpool fans are bringing food correct. down as well. That's correct, that's, yes. That's a very nice gesture, yeah. isn't yeah, it? Yeah, because I think it's been going in Liverpool for a bit longer, so this is another sort of... It's an initiative that some food banks are doing with... with uh, football clubs and I think Liverpool won has been happening for a little while so they've gone to the swing of it so hopefully you know United will similarly get into the swing of it Scousers feeding Mancunians exactly. who would have thought who it, have thought eh? it? Um, <laughs> good luck with everything okay, thank you very much. Doing. thank you very much and Shaw head of the game how are you feeling um, I was really confident this morning when I woke up but I don't, I don't know why as I'm getting closer to kick off I'm getting a bit more nervous that we're in for a beating what have you made of the team um, as long as I know he's at Pogba's out, I assume we're going to be playing. I'm, I'm hoping that we play Fellaini actually, but um, in a three. But I've got a feeling he might go um, with Lingard behind a striker and um, Rashford and Sanchez, on, you know, wide. It's not like you to be miserable and pessimistic before a game. <laughs> and so weather. Got I tried, no, it was all right this morning. I, I thought, you know, we've got a good chance, and I think it's about time United beat. You know, I know Chelsea was a big game, but it's about time United put in a performance at home. I think it's been a while. 
probably Chelsea last year, the last, the last um, excellent performance really. I'm going to speak to John Ashton. John, how are you feeling about the game? Um, I don't know, I'm never confident going into these games, if I'm being honest with you. You just want to get in there, get out and, and hope that the result goes well, aren't you? Um, the momentum's are probably with... Yeah, 250 minutes, please. The momentum's probably with Liverpool at the minute, but um, that's it on there. Cheers, mate. That's it. Cheers, mate. And um, the Mets will Liverpool a bit. The, the, you know, the rest of the tails are up. But um, if, if someone offered me a draw, I probably wouldn't be too disappointed. One today, I think the bigger games are Tuesday and next Saturday are probably uh, the grand scheme of things are bigger games for us. So three huge games at Old Trafford in a week against Sevilla and, and Brighton. Feeling pretty confident about all three actually. Well, the um, you never know. Farmwise at home, farmwise at home is pretty good all year. I mean, since Mourinho comes, he's only City have actually beaten us here, haven't they? So, and before um, that, you have to go back to City. Of, yeah, it's got a couple of over years. A year so, um, yeah, other than, other than City, so I don't know. You'd expect us to get through the two cup ties, and like I said today, it's, it's a it's a battle for second place, isn't it? Which isn't particularly important. It's more a case. It's just because it's Liverpool you want to win the game rather than the, the importance of the three points. But score prediction, please. Um, I'm. I've said two all all week. I'm going to stick with two all. I think I think there'll be goals in it today. I'm walking into the ground now, past COA turnstiles. Police ladies, the police are moving everyone out of the way because they're bringing a, a lot of Liverpool fans over. And uh, police ladies just come up to, to to the people I was with, saying, "You don't want to be stood around here in a couple of minutes because Liverpool fans are coming past." So it's the personals we're with. Quite like the idea that they were coming past. It was exactly where they wanted to be. So I can hear the Liverpool fans now singing in their section. There's three thousand of them, and yeah, I can hear them. And there's, there's a big, big group of Liverpool fans going to be escorted across now. There's a lot of police here. Uh, it, it, there's not, there's not a, an atmosphere of, um, of of tension, or you don't feel like it's dangerous like it was years ago but clearly Liverpool and Manchester United fans are like oil and water so there is a potential for a flashpoint there are police filming from a platform they've got an elevated view of everything there are police on horseback there are dog handlers there are tourists walking past who haven't got a clue that they're in the part where the Liverpool fans are going to walk past and there are people taking pictures of police horses and then you've got the Liverpool section it says visit the section E stand E30 and the fans there get searched as they go in and the police are trying to move United fans out of the way they don't want anyone loitering they don't want anyone forming a gang or a group where they could potentially attack the Liverpool fans but this is nothing like going to Ellen Road in the early 90s also, the police here—they're the ones who've got all the—they're not the tag gear, but uh, they seem to be very, very well organised, and they seem to be the police who can look after themselves. If you know what I'm saying. So I'm gonna head into the ground now. Maybe just wait for some more Liverpool fans to walk past. There's a police helicopter above. There's also police from the Merseyside Constabulary working together with the Greater Manchester Police and you can hear this continued song of Alay 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 from the Liverpool fans they just had a message that there's a big escort of Liverpool fans, they're still five minutes away they're at White City 
So they're all going to be coming through. And the police are requesting anyone to move on, saying this needs to be a sterile area. So you can see that line of thinking. They want to get Liverpool fans into those turnstiles as, as quickly and efficiently as possible without any flashpoints. <laughs> the big group United fans walking past now. Very heated now. United fans just been singing murderers. And now the United fans are being kettled in. Now singing 20 times. That's fair game. It's totally fair game. Just as Liverpool fans singing about five European Cups is fair game. I'd do exactly the same if I was them. So the police horses now are trying to push back the United fans saying keep moving guys. There's a lot of people here who don't want to keep moving. So a load of Liverpool fans who've still got to get into the ground. Another big group United fans coming down now singing. Singing new scalp bastards. People who've been in the pub. So I'm going to go into the ground now. Um, plenty of old faces stood around watching the Liverpool fans walking in. Just saw uh, Terry Hall, musician, long, long time Manchester United fan with the specials. He's going to be touring again this year, so we'll do something with him so that you know all about that. And someone who I've seen at games for years and years. Terry, how are you feeling about, about the game? About the game today. Um, I'm feeling a draw, 1-1. Uh, one, one. Okay. How are you feeling about United this season? I, I'm feeling a draw. <laughs> <laughs> are you a half full or half empty? I'm always uh, half empty. Okay. Or half empty, but okay. uh, that keeps you going through winter. So Jose's football, you're not the biggest f fan of it? No, I, I, I really rate him, yeah. and I always have, and he was the successor I wanted after... After Ferguson went, it, it, I, he was like top of my list. Yeah. To come, and it was a bit of a f fiddling around for a couple of years, but uh, patience, yeah. patience. You, you've got to have a lot of it. Yeah. Um, but I, you have to think long term again. It's like the e end of a massive dynasty. It's not just like losing the managers. So you've got to think long term. How many games are you getting to these days? Uh, Pretty much all of them. Oh yeah, yeah, and away as well. Yeah, you love yeah. it. 
well, I'm lucky enough to be in the loyalty part, yeah. so uh, yeah. You get recognised much? Yeah, but yeah. Uh, mostly complimentary, apart yeah. from Anfield, fully enough. Right. Uh, that's where it goes a bit wrong. So they'll just know that you're a United fan? Yeah. And what if yeah. you play in Liverpool? Would well, you get you more music types? No, no, the, uh, I think one of the last times we played in Liverpool, I thought it was a good idea to bring out United flag for the encore, but uh, <laughs> it's great if you want bottles thrown at you. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> bottles, it was... Uh, where's the humour? You've got to have a bit of humour. Liverpool has produced some great musicians, haven't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. music come out there. Brilliant, brilliant. Well. I mean, like, you know, sort of contemporaries of mine, like the Bunnymen and Teardrops, it's, uh, it's a brilliant time. Friends with um, Peter Hooten out the farm. Yeah. And he's, he goes home and away and he yeah. follows his team just as we would follow our yeah. team. You know? Yeah, But they love the music and it's obviously... Yeah. Why, why do the two cities produce so much music, do you think, Manchester and Liverpool? Because I think they both would-be capitals of uh, United Kingdom and uh, they didn't quite make it because London did. And... Uh, it, it feels like that. It feels. It definitely feels like there's a, a, not economically, but well, there is. But a north-south divide, and the north have always sort of got the music right. And you're from Coventry, Richard. Coventry. I was right in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. You grew up there. Grew up in Coventry. I, I grew up there until I had enough money to get out. Right. I was saving since I was about four uh, <laughs> to get out, and then I went up to Derbyshire. It sounded like Paul Heaton, he grew up in Surrey and he decided he wanted to leave and live somewhere by the sea. Yeah. So he moved to somewhere he'd never been before, Hull. Hull, yeah. And spent many, many There's years There's a sea. There. <laughs> there is a sea. Yeah. And finally, Coventry City. I mean, it's really sad what's happened to them, isn't it? Uh, it it's awful. I mean, I, I, don't, uh, I don't go back there anymore, yeah. but, I'm, I'm, you know, my older sister, she still follows them. Yeah. But she's head in hands every week about yeah. it. It's uh, the, the decline is terrible, and it's a sense of apathy, which is what we felt originally when we formed the band. Yeah. It still exists, and it's very sad. Prediction for today, please. Uh, I'd go one-one. We'll let United We Stand listeners and readers know about your tour in the summer. It'd be great Cheers. for them to see you in concert. I know many of them have done over the years, and yeah. thanks for talking to us. Cheers. Welcome to Lace United We Stand podcast. Uh, Andy Mitten is doing one, but um, given the shite that we've had to watch served up this season and comment on um, and get slagged off by uh, you lot listening, uh, we weren't going to miss out on the opportunity to do a podcast that might, well, might, I say might, um, might be upbeat. But um, we got a bit of a pacing after we uh, we did the Chelsea podcast for being too negative, lads. So hopefully uh, today you won't be. Um, with me is Ant Shaw, John Ashton, Ant Bloom. Uh, Stuart Rhodes, Aaron Buckley and the police helicopter mm. uh, which you might be out of here in the background it needs to fuck off actually because it's been very very noisy um, we've just watched United well beat Liverpool um, some might class it as an hanging on performance in the second half but uh, those of you who get off on these kind of games won't necessarily be too bothered about that a win's a win uh, what are you doing? What are you gesturing at? Is that you saying I'm a, I'm getting a, off on it? You're getting off on it, right? Okay, sorry. <laughs> Normally, when people do that at me, they tend to mean it's at me. Um, no, no, no. Good. That'd <laughs> uh, have been a bad start, wouldn't it? It would have been a very bad start. Um, great, uh, certainly a good result. Um, that's two wins in a week. Um, definitely puts United very, very much in the top four. Pretty much cements it now, and it'd be pretty big disaster that if United didn't get out of it it's an interesting one actually would have been the sort of this week three games 
there's an argument say this is probably the least important of it all. I know we've been touting that all week, and I know John, you've done a bit of bit of media stuff over the other side uh, <laughs> this last uh, seven days, so you'd be able to give us a bit of an opinion on uh, how this result will have been received. But in terms of today, I'm yeah buzzing with the performance. I thought they really underestimated us. Um, I thought I couldn't understand for the life of me um, why Liverpool were such strong favourites. I'd say whilst I wasn't completely confident. Um, I thought United had as much chance as the other two results, so I, I couldn't really understand the um, the odds really. Um, United just had, in comparison to the Chelsea match, um, I don't think they left anything on the field today. Um, some really good performances, and at the end of the day, throwing yourself in front of you know and blocking shots is just as important as a goal at the end of the day. And um, nothing, you know, I think it's about time United give some of the defenders a bit of credit because as all they seem to do is get hung don't they yeah. we'll come back to the chairman of the Chris Smalling Appreciation Society in a, in a few minutes I'm going to go to Adam next um, you've had a text off a mate saying what well he, he did call us cheats but he's backtracked since saying he was um, he was just messing so oh, right. well, I, I did tell him he would have had a discussion point had he uh, had he given us an half valid answer oh, but, right. um, I was going to say if he, if he wants to look at cheats he should go to the other side of Manchester there's shitloads of that going on um, yeah Definitely. Thoughts on the game? Um, yeah, I, I was saying during the game. I think you know, particularly post Ferguson, we've had uh, we've had a game like that every season where you probably go into it a bit tentatively. I, I'm not going to name the one every season, but a couple of seasons ago, we had a similar performance against Chelsea where we did a job on them two 0 I remember Herrera doing really, really well uh, against Matic, and you know, when the news, the, the team news filters through today, and all right, he's not been playing brilliant, but Paul Pogba's not even in the squad. Uh, and he's injured. You, you, you begin to wonder what kind of a day it's going to be. But you know that that first that first all right, the first five ten minutes w- weren't weren't too good. But I thought for the rest of the first half, it's as good as United have done all season. Um, and we're unlucky really for to go in you not know, only two nil up because you know while, while Mata missed an absolute sitter. For all for all City have been not City bloody hell all Liverpool have been lauded for uh, going forward they get lauded for going forwards all the time you know they, I, I can't seem to remember them creating a chance in that first half or, or even the game really um, so yeah although the other week I was a bit negative might have been slated for it um, I'm absolutely buzzing today Stu yeah one one to eleven did a job really especially well first forty five minutes uh, like. Like Aaron just said, I think for me and you had a couple of 20-yard ranges straight down De Gea's throat, really. Nothing to worry about. Salah was non-existent. Uh, Oxlade-Chamberlain, non-existent. So we didn't, we, didn't, we didn't deserve anything from the first half, certainly. And yeah, it could have been maybe three or four if we wanted it to be. Um, mid, midfield, I thought, you know, Pogba wasn't in there. But Matic did a job again. Um, Metonomy, probably man of match for me. We'll come on to that, I'm sure. Again, very mature performance. Um, and you want to do spine of the match like you did last time? Possibly, yeah. <laughs> well, with Bailey, or, although I've just been told, obviously, that he scored their goal. So it was between him and... Uh, we did uh, that at the end, if that's all right. Well, yeah, that's fine, yeah. <laughs> so, no, I'll over... Doing man of the match, It's only the 200th podcast he's done. I want to a drink. I think, uh, I think he's, trying to, he's, trying to, he's trying to get out of talking about the second half here. Um, Bloomy? Yeah, uh, first half, thought we were brilliant. That's probably one of the best performances I've seen this season. I was... I have to say I was a bit disappointed with the second half but it's a win's a win at the end of the day isn't it? So, yeah. John um, you spoke to a few of those uh, on the other side what's, what's mm. been their mood going into the game? Um, mm. A lot of them were very very confident going into the game um, 
I think that there's a bit of a media perception about United and the way we're playing and how we're playing. And I think that no, there's no club in the country quite laps up their own um, team quite like Liverpool do. They get they get so carried away after two or three good wins. High highs and, 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 and then, and then when, yeah, once they lose again, it'll all be clop out and everything else. And, and there's, there's very much high extremes with them. And I think they, they come into it a very confident mode. Um, and United, obviously, we've having you know we've we've got a game this week. Then they've not got to play when we're still in the cup next weekend. So I think that for them, yeah, I think that they've gone gone a bit to a bit too overconfident. When I you, wonder if that reflected on. I wonder if they were fucking piling on Liverpool this morning because United went out miles, didn't they? Yeah, the bookies, miles, so. yeah. I wonder if they were all overconfident. I, and I remember saying it a while back. It's with them. It's like the end of the world when when they get beat and they all they drop points and it's the, it's like a cult in some ways. <laughs> I think the way Liverpool approach that game today, the players start to believe their own height, don't they? It's like everyone bulls them up, and it's similar with Spurs, isn't it? And then, and then when they do fall flat on their ass, you know, the media would like pat the back and rub them on top of the head and go, "Go on, you go again." It's like it's absolutely ridiculous how how some teams just get mollycoddled in the media. And them lot, they, all right, they're great going forwards, but. No, football's more football's more than about going forwards. Yeah, today today was all about finishing probably second and that gets you fuck all anyway. So yeah, we're five points ahead of him, but it was all about finishing second or third today. Yeah, I've so. been like calling it head of so, top of irrelevance. Really. Some of the stuff I did as well, the, the, the piece I did for one of them was um was that they put online and some of the comments that they put underneath, typical arrogant mank, this, that and the other, but because one of the comments was around that I didn't think Liverpool could win the league, the Champions League, because defensively they're not good enough. And oh, have you not seen us since we bought Van Dijk? And because they've managed to keep a clean sheet at home to Newcastle and things like that last week. I mean, I thought defensively Liverpool are still a shambles. I don't think they're any any better than they were. I don't think Van Dijk's any better than anything they've got. Um, and I, I, I said on another podcast this week that if Mourinho Mourinho would win the league with Liverpool quicker than Klopp, if Klopp would ever win it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't argue. Like I said, they, they, this one of the things that they said was. There's no real game management from Liverpool. You know, if, if Liverpool were turning up in that sort of games, I know all right, it wasn't pretty from United today in the second half. But I read a statistic yesterday that we've, we, prior to today, we've gone ahead 30 times in this league this season, in all competitions this season, and we've won 28 times and drawn twice at them. So generally, when United go ahead, we win the game, and that you can't say that's the same case with Liverpool. You know, just uh, talking about Liverpool's defence. The first two passes United played today were big lumps up, up front and uh, I thought, you know, they'll deal with this all day long and then our first goal came straight yeah, from a goal forward, kick. Yeah. It's a simple flick on it, like Sunday League stuff. Their right-backs absolutely fast asleep. All right, Rashford had to do a lot to uh, to put it away and Something make it 1-0, happened. but yeah, it was fantastic. Um, but that's, that just goes to show how good they are at the back. Can you imagine if United can see the goal like that? Yeah. I think, well, they have done before. Yeah. And I'm going, yeah, totally. Um, just on the uh, first half, and I thought atmosphere inside the ground was as loud mm. as I've heard it for a long time. Do you reckon that was driven by the fact that United came out with flying into a few tackles, there was a bit of pace about them, or do you think it was the other way around? Do you reckon it was the crowd who were just up for it because of San Marino's comments? I think there was a conscious decision to pass the ball forward quickly, and that's that's something that I still don't get with United. They, they clearly they, they change the game depending on the opposition, don't they? And um, today, you could see that. they now knew. what you meant to do? I don't. I don't know. You you have your own style normally, don't you? I mean, City have their own style. So do you know most of the top European teams. But I mean, we we were passing the ball forward and um, quickly, and we we play other teams at home and we don't do that. But because we knew their defence was absolutely shite, we just decided to do it, and then that got the crowd up for it. That's 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 United's football, isn't it? They've never been like out and out attack. I'd, I'd argue, but they always used to under Ferguson. You know, the, the games like Roma, they always used to pass the football. 
forward quickly and you know that's, that got us that gets See, that's, that's one of my big gripes with Mourinho though is, I mean especially today like Aaron said I thought the first five or ten minutes we didn't get going at all we let them just keep the ball in their, in their own half and try, attempt mm. to try to kill the crowd and Mourinho would have then been the first one to moan about how, how poor the the, um, the atmosphere was luckily then we've, we've scored quite early on out of nothing and, and gone ahead um, and I think that's helped the crowd the crowd has been good today but like I said Mourinho's style of football and, and the, the patient way he plays and if that was at Anfield today as soon as we got the ball they'd have been flying into us from from minute one, and that's what gets the crowd up. And I think he got he got a bit he got a bit lucky that we scored when we did because if he hadn't done that, I don't think the atmosphere would have been anywhere near like it was. That's all that gets the crowd up at Anfield, though. If they'd have been two one two one down at Anfield, and United had been attacking as much as they were today, the crowd would have been absolutely deathly quiet until it was a 50-50 decision. And they just they just get themselves up for. For tackles, yeah, they, I, they, they were shy as well, to be honest. Yeah, look, you, look, United support gets panned, and it gets panned regularly. Mm. Sometimes it's justified, sometimes it isn't. I thought in that first half, in particularly, it was it was bouncing half. in there, and, and I agree with you in the second half. Certainly, there was a lot of every time United were going forward, the crowd were encouraging him. You know, I, I I thought it was a really good buzz in there today. Certainly, perhaps, yeah, perhaps that's a criticism and a support though as well, because we had um, like those games we were referring to earlier: Chelsea last year, Arsenal the year before, City the year before that. Those are games that we won and scored in the first half, and they end up being the best performances, um, best atmospheres of the season. So, perhaps you know we could do with getting behind them a bit more when they're not playing yeah. well. Um, big moment in the sort of first half, really. That was obviously United two up and totally in control of that game, even though Liverpool had a lot of the ball it was always on United's terms wasn't it and this is the other thing that United don't get enough credit they might not have the ball as much as they used to but it's always on their terms you know but that overhead from matter uh, and God, I absolutely buried it <laughs> definitely <laughs> he could have brought it down he could have he had that sat much down. time to bring it down as well looking at it as well not saw it again half time Players to score two over at kicks against Liverpool. Oh, that'd be you, the, th- the thing is, the, the position he was in terms of the middle of the goal and the, the direction the ball was coming in, and the fact that his le- left foot just did not lend itself to that. Like I said, I just brought it down and side foot in the corner. That, that chance sums up Liverpool's defence, though, because he, he's got him there, and I've seen it at half time. I'm pretty sure there wasn't a white shirt within about seven or eight yards of him. I said, so. to, my, I said to my mate after he missed, I said, How has he missed that? He said, What do you mean, how has he missed it? He was upside down. I said, I said, I said No, I don't mean that. I mean, he says, why, why has he done it that way? What the difference between a bicycle kick and an overhead kick? It's a scissor kick. It's a good question. Maybe someone who knows about football can answer that. Um, I suggest you. Uh, I'll score three or one, two or the other. Yeah, I, su- I suggest you email uh, Mark Goldbridge. Um, do you reckon he went through his mind though? Do you think that I've done this before and I'm going to try and do yeah. it again? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I was just I was fuming with him. Yeah, the really problem was. is he didn't he didn't know he had that much time, did he? And, and if he if he knew that, yeah, he <laughs> he's three like miles away yeah. from everyone else. Though, so that's that's the annoying thing when he sees it again. And he snatched at one for our second yeah. goal. Really, he, um, he he tried to do too much with that. Where mm. he, we thought he could have taken it on the on the first time. I'm fucking whinging about a goal. Let him move on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're going to probably hear a bit of whinging about the defensive mindset in the second half, um, but the positivity of that defence in the first half, um, I thought it was great to see Eric Bailly back, and I thought that, for someone who's not played for a long time, I thought that was an exceptional first half particularly. He, yeah, he had a brilliant game, and he's, he's so aggressive in he, and quick as well. I mean, there was one point in the second half when the ball went down the channel with Manny, considering him like, to be one of the quickest players in the league, and didn't just, just completely ran in front of him, took it off him. Straight up the field. I mean, it, we've really missed him, haven't we, this year? And I, I always think that our other defenders are good, but they're just quite lacking like 
you he's know, the one who's got the ability. Yeah. Yeah. It's that aggression. It's, a, yeah, it's, it's the fact that he's not going to let any strikers bully him. He gets in close. He, he, he's not scared to give free kicks away. He's rash at times. I yeah. don't think he's a polished sort of centre half yet, but there's always a worry he's definitely he's hard. He's got <laughs> something else that our def- other defenders haven't that makes him just that little bit better, and we, we have missed that definitely. I think he gives uh, Smalling an extra 10% as well. That a couple of confidence because uh, uh, you know who's next year. That's that's what we've lacked all season a partnership. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> what does that say for Chris Smalling who plays every single week well, and, yeah. and, and a kid comes in next to him and he's and he's giving him the extra ten percent. Like like Doug just said, he uh, he's aggressive, isn't he? And there's not that many players in in our side. All right, he's rash, but you're not that many players in our side. And you see absolutely fly through the back of someone, and I think that's, he's uh, he's definitely that's why a fan. I'm concerned with him though. Every time he goes down, you always think, oh, he's going to be out for another few weeks. I mean, you know, he, you know he's, he's, I mean, he's just absolutely batshit mental, isn't he? That married on eternity in our half, and he did, he did, he did a in the 35th minute. I said, Mourinho will be. Yeah, he, he, would, yeah. You don't do that in the 95th minute. Never mind the 35th. In your own half. Yeah. <laughs> well, you lost it, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Um, John, you've been a big, uh, big Chris Smalling advocate for a, for a long time. Uh, mm. I, I've panned him a number of times, um, but I will say I think he's been United's. He's had five consecutive outstanding games. It's, it's not that I'm a massive Chris Smalling fan. I just think that in the interest of fairness, that he gets panned that often. The same people that then, 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 then don't yeah. give him the credit when he deserves a bit of credit. And I think I think he's had more good games than he's had bad mm. games this season. I think it's his be- not saying much compared to what he's had in the past, but I think it's the best season he's had at United this year. We've got the best defensive record in the, in the league. I just think he d- he gets a bit too much stick. I'm not saying he's a great player. I just I think, think he- yeah, I think he's actually got one of the hardest jobs in football as well. I mean, he comes playing with Phil Jones. <laughs> well, he wants danger money for that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But no, he's um, he, he never starts the season normally, does he? Um, we started this year with Jones and Bailey for the first ten, and then the inevitable injuries happen. The inevitable injuries happen in our midfield as well, and then he comes in for, mostly for the hard games. And then you know he, he's not absolutely perfect, but it's a difficult. It's a difficult task defending well, in United States. Well, you've, yeah. you've obviously yeah. he's always good in the air, isn't he? So that's, think, that's his main attribute. The art, the art of defending seems to disappear now. Teams all seem to want these ball playing centre half, so you can't actually do much defending. Um, it'd be great if we had a real Ferdinand who could do both, but we can't. And sometimes you just need players who are good at throwing red into yeah. things and getting clearances. Anybody? At that. He's limited, but he's it was an hard job defending that second half, weren't it? Definitely. Yeah. I don't think anyone well. You could you could say that today's <laughs> results stem from his header at Crystal Palace because it was a great finish, got us back into the game. And if we'd have lost that at Palace, who fuck knows what would have happened today. The, the thing with Chris Small, and I've, I've said it before in here, he, he passes the ball like an albatross on crack. <laughs> and then, you know, you, you look at him sometimes, he's in absolute acres of space. And yeah, he's, he's a good defender, he's, a, he's cracking in the air. I think he, he, you know, he was one of our best performance of the, performers of the uh, Van Arley era. Um, but he's he just his distribution sometimes I think shocking and he's he just a punt up field like akin to how I used to defend on Fergrove mm. <laughs> but no I mean if you put Van Dyke in our team I, I, I do think he'd struggle and we, someone spent 80 million for him it's not is it rather than I just I just don't think struggle to get in the team no I think he'd struggle to defend a barrage like we experienced that second half mm. I think it's very easy when very easy to be was like it a bad ad though, or was it just a load of fucking tricks? I, I can't remember. I saw one shot and it was from Eric Bailly and it went in. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, yeah, the, the, the fact that they've not had any shots, you could probably point to, to our centre half. I still felt we were comfortable. I said it before. The, the opponent can have the ball on your terms, and that's what I think United are doing quite well, and that's what seems to be winding people up. It's not like we can't get the ball; we're just happy to let them have it sometimes. That's it. When you when you tune up at home, why should we pander to 
all the neutrals and, and create a great spectacle yeah, like yeah, Anfield. It's, all, it's the whole city thing, isn't it? The snobbery around this is the way to yeah. play football. It's, it's, it doesn't really matter. What happened to that game at Anfield, City? They were cruising, weren't they? And they tried to carry on playing football and nearly lost to me. Did, did, yeah, did, yeah, did, well, did it end up 4-3? So we could have easily done that today, I suppose, looking at it. I'm going to come back to the, the, the sort of some of the tactical decisions that Mourinho clearly made in the second half, which, you know, it'll, it'll be as many people lining up to pan him for those as they will to give him credit. But um, just on the second half, you know, great first half and momentum with United. They, they came out... Really slow, didn't he? And Liverpool kind of picked up on that really quickly and got stuck in, didn't they? I think you're always going to have a spell in the game, though, where it goes, you know, you slow down, and we couldn't keep up that that pace of the first half. And I, I think he needs to be praised. You know, I, I know we're on about the second half, but mm. he clearly knew that that Liverpool right back would struggle, and he, he sort of like put Rashford on him, and he also put Sanchez over there loads first half. Like it was a clear tactic to try and double up on him. Mm. And it worked perfectly because it, you know, it got us all the goals, didn't it? I so chuckled, I chuckled me at the start of the second half because all the Liverpool type were out. And you might laugh at me for this. And a few of the United players were sauntering onto the pitch. And all that's, you know, in, in some way, you might be taking a piss a bit there as to say, you know, you'll wait for us. But it kind of uh, epitomised how we started that second totally half agree with you. On, on the on the back foot. You know, <coughs> tune up, get out there, sprint onto the pitch, and uh, and just. Do on, yeah, exactly. was, 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 anyone, was anyone surprised by that second half performance after the first half? Mm. And I think that's. The, I thought we'd still, have a bit more of an outlet. Still, than it's we still did. one yeah. thing that annoys me with Mourinho. I mean, the worst thing about watching United is watching us when we're winning. We're not. We're not. Oh, good, we're not. Yeah. Good, we're not. Honest, yeah, but you look at us the United against Crystal Palace and you tunnel down, and it's as good as you watch us play. It's great mm. to watch. Well, no I don't choice, like. I don't, I don't really enjoy watching. Uh, it's effective. Course, it's effective, and the stats have shown that if we go ahead, we're going to win the game. But I just don't like watching you, us when we're winning. Do you think Mourinho expected Liverpool? Do you think his tactic would have been look? These guys are going to come all guns blazing. Just sit tight. You'll yeah. get a chance. You'll get one on the break, and just pick them off. That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> you expect <clears throat> the full ground probably expected the first 10, 12, 15 minutes to to, to do. That. Mm. But it became very clear that it was it was a, a plan for the full second half, and that's what got yeah, people frus- people were getting yeah. frustrated, which which come to you know it come to a, a, a when well when Rashford got took off yeah that was a bit for me yeah everyone started booing because everyone was thinking well Mata yeah. Alexa Sanchez <clears throat> anyone else but but Rash- Rashford really um, and that was with twenty if, minutes if to you, go was it if you're going to set up like that in the second <clears throat> half though what you've got to do is when you've got when you've got the ball. You've got to show a little bit more because mm. at least it puts a seed of doubt into their head that you know don't don't pile everyone forward yet because they still got that threat on the counter attack. I think we invited so much on ourselves in that second half by being so wasteful with the ball when we did get it yeah. that in the end Liverpool said, well we can put an even another man forward because when they get the ball they're just mm. going to roof it up there they're going to do this and they're not going to we don't keep the ball well enough. I agree that Rashford was our uh, only outlet and sorry to put a dampener on this but he was actually lucky to be on the pitch at that point was. and I saw mm. I thought it, the first challenge uh, that he went into in the uh, second half he pulled out of it and I said to a mate next to me I said he's uh, mm. he's been told at half time that he, he needs to curb it because he, he should have got five yellow cards in the, uh, the, 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 big, the, the big talking point was the crowd booing uh, a decision right and, I, and this just shows you why he's on the mm. touchline making these decisions and we're sat here fucking dicking around so selling fans in right? because do you know what he was he'd had his booking he'd had his warning off the ref and as you just rightly pointed out he nearly went in and again and he went in the crowd twice and kicked the ball and, away and, and, right, and rightly so Mourinho probably did think well Sanchez has been an absolute bag of shite today and given the ball away more than anybody but 
I've got a chance there. I can't take someone off now and then leave, you know, if he does it in one more minute and I'm down to 10. Because then I will get absolutely rinsed by that Liverpool attack. I don't know who else was on the bench, but I think it wasn't so much him taking Rashford off. It was, it was the nature of, of the, the substitution in well, terms of, in terms of, in terms of we've took our only quick player on, off, mm-hmm. and we're bringing in a defensive centre midfielder. Well, I think that's 2-1 right. and they're not looking like scoring. Yeah. Still been there now, they wouldn't have scored. But he's great in the airflow, so you needed to, you need to bring exactly. him on during that period. So. Fellaini yeah. came on and won, I think yeah. they had three corners. He won every yeah. single header on the corner and, and in the first that's half, the thing they that, look like that, scoring off corners why fans will get frustrated because mm. instead fans will still be going why are we not going to look to win the game 3-1 whereas Mourinho's saying we've got enough with what we've got yeah. and you'll never find a balance there because the, the, the history of the club is based on going for it and winning games and, and that's why Mourinho will still get stick for how he we, plays we won the treble in 1999 with two goals in the last minute that we didn't even deserve to score so you know no one ever remembers that did he when, you, when you're winning and yeah. people people I'm fed up of it. Season, yeah, I'm fed up of it. Mm. Yeah, we were, but I'm fed up of hearing mm. about like this. You know, sometimes you've got to do a job, and if, if Liverpool have got a front three like they have, and they've tore everyone apart, they've gone away in Europe and won five nil, and yeah. they, 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 we've scored a goal for them today. We're, we're miles better than them. I, I think we are. I do. I think we're better managed. Yeah. I, uh, I absolutely. Ball. I do. I, I totally t- get what you're saying, Aaron. But I, I don't want us to see see us touch the ball for the first time in the second half in about the 78th minute in their penalty area. We, 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 we didn't get in our, their box, did we? Yeah, there's an element of that. But I keep I keep bringing this back now to a number of things. Is what you want more than anything is a manager who's got the nows to change things and make decisions and I still think that Mourinho's in-game management is as good as anybody's in football and sometimes it isn't pretty but sometimes you know you've just got to trust him to do what he did I thought his decision on Rashford was spot on um, you know United were hanging on but Liverpool were always going to go charging so you know. it's like I said in Europe like I wouldn't back anyone else to get a result like in Europe, I want to say that ahead of cheese. Well, I will come a cheese in a bit. I, I, I want a manager. For the record, I don't fancy as much as This is exactly how I see a Tuesday panning out as well. I think we'll go ahead early on and then that's it. The rest of the game will be horrible to watch. We'll come a cheese in a minute. Not that I'll give a fuck because I'll be somewhere else. Obviously, the board went up for six minutes and I think I left with about four minutes to go. Uh, and I saw Lingard warming up and Damian. Did any of them come on? Lingard. 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 I mean, that was a substitution that probably should have been made 15 minutes sooner. Yeah. Probably a double substitution. It wasn't, it wasn't even warming up, was it? It was mostly because of all our time wasting as well. It, it wasn't. Like I said, I mean, we won. And I know. I, don't know. I mean, you can't moan, can you? Because they did, like you said earlier, they didn't have many chances. But it was the, it was just the amount of pressure they were in our half so much with the ball. I just felt it was self-inflicted at times, yeah, and yeah, I just yeah. I still, get the yeah. ball away a lot. But. Yeah. I, I, see, I think United are the fourth best team in the country and he's got them playing second. I think he's got more wins under his belt this season already than he had in the whole of last. And you just keep seeing progress. And, you know, there's going to be times when it ain't going to be pretty. But you know what? I, I want someone who can stand there calmly, coolly on the touchline and make tactical decisions. Not that fucking bin man who's charging around like a fucking yeah, ape on acid. Today, he's an absolute fucking embarrassment. 20 yards outside of his technical area as well. Nothing was said again. Well, something was said well, and he got away with well, it. He got away with it again. Yeah, it's yeah. like nothing's mentioned. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, nothing will be mentioned a couple of days later. So. I've got sharp memories, though. Well, maybe not too sharp because ten years is a long time. But I seem to remember scores he scored in the eighth minute against Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Back to the wall, and where's Brown? Man had a match that That's night. You Barcelona know. team with Lionel Messi in it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> 
And this, this, this is a team. This is a team that's just had James Milner and, and Emery Chan run the midfield. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if we'd have had, uh, if we'd have Jose Mourinho managing against Dortmund in '97 and Leverkusen in 2001 or whatever, we'd have probably won the European Cup. So yeah, but it'd been, it'd have, but it, it'd have been boring though. <laughs> yeah, but, no, so let's play great football, it's, win the league by 20 points, but go out in here. It's yeah. fucking boring, boring lifting. <laughs> the, the, the thing is, pragmatism all the way. The thing is, with this season though, it's go, it's going to be the same as last year. If if we finish top four distant from the first and don't win any cups the season will be deemed a failure it'll be deemed as a boring failure if we if how he plays is a means to an end and we get to the latest a Champions League final and win the FA Cup then it's success it all hinges down trophies with Mourinho that's the, that's, the, that's the way he plays football though it all hinges completely on trophies I'm going to Kiev me via Rotsvaf <laughs> was that where your stag do was, by the way? How, how yeah, was yeah. It? Did you have a good time? Yeah, he had a great time. Yeah. You told me it was shit. <laughs> <laughs> was no, I didn't. <laughs> you lying bastard. Polished, he said. Oh, is that what he said? Um, anyway, uh, right, we'll do, we're going to come and choose in a bit. Are we. Uh, are we <laughs> Sorry, I'll edit that, don't worry. Well, um, is he nearly editing? Yes. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I actually said that, not him. <laughs> what? Um, obviously, the last uh, four. I, I, had, I, I didn't see what injury time was like, so I, I went out to sell some mags. Um, but um, was it, was it sort of? Did it peter out, or was it sort of all hands to the pump? I saw two minutes, and it was pretty much not a bombardment, mm. but um, it was the same. I think we want to. Lukaku did put a tackle in on the halfway line. We want to throw in, but then I left. I don't know. Last four minutes, no idea. Didn't know. So much of muchness. I think it was similar to the second half, wasn't it? There you go. Well, if you want any insight into what injured town is like, you're probably better off listening to someone else. Um, I uh, did you clap him off? Very good. Right, let's do man of the match because I think. Um, well, I thought this was going to be quite hard, but judging by the fucking moaning everybody's been doing it, we might not end it up. We'll just probably give it to De Gea again, like we usually do. Uh, Aaron Scott McTominay. Uh, based on, uh, based on the fact that he, you know, today he could have been, he could have come unstuck and for the second time, albeit at home against a top side, uh, there were periods in that second half where he got the ball um, and he could have just oofed it up and he actually looked assured and found his man. I've changed my mind three times since the end of the match. <laughs> I was going to go with Matomini, um, but I'm going to go with Bailey simply because uh, main reason it's his first game back and he was fucking yeah. awesome. Bailey for me. Yeah. Rashford scored twice. Both were winning goals. Rashford gets it for me. Got sent off twice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if, if it was just on first half, I'd give it Lukaku, but he phased out. So Eric Bailey. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't. I can't see. I think there's so many reasons to give it to Bay, but more more importantly, I thought I think great players make people around him better, and I think he definitely gave everybody else that little bit more of assurance that that you don't get with Johnny fucking Lindelof because um, he just terrifies me every single week. He terrifies me. Uh, so yeah, uh, Eric Bay sounds like he's our man of the match. Um, what? I was going to mention Ashley Young. Uh, he had a bit of a poor game. We've not really talked about. And, and uh, was Sean on the bench? Anyone know? So again, it's a bit of what's going on there again. The thing because is, though, I isolated Ashley Young, and I, be, uh, and I, I feel like he's come yeah. to the end, of, the end of his time at left back for us. But yeah. you know, you've got a, a player of the year up against him there today. I and you know, uh, yeah. today. I thought defensively he was rock solid today. Young. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, I think I'm inclined to agree with everybody, but I used to do that. <laughs> um, but you know, this is all about opinions. Yeah, I think Shaw definitely was on the bench because one one end of it looked higher up. Than <laughs> It's more like a seesaw. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think I think I saw someone sit down and fillet me. I wonder what jumped before the point in the air. You know, it's not a wooden plank anymore, don't you? Can I just uh, can I just say one one, one last thing? Mm. Far away, we're not going. I'd just anywhere. like to say hello to Rachel. Right. Next time, I'd like right. her to buy a mag off me. Oh yeah, she'll give me a nice Rachel, smile, Rachel. Rachel so, Riley, yeah. Rachel Riley, caught passing phone. I was pretty much almost sexually assaulted. magazine. Yeah, you've never seen anyone like yeah. s- s- such a wide berth. Yeah. Like, like the, like the Titanic <laughs> turning. Did you do the I'll have one off the top she's, and five yeah. small ones? She's going with numbers. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So um, what's we, two pounds plus 50p, Rachel? We thought, we thought loads of lines after we'd gone. She's like, oh, damn. So yeah, like, yeah, there you go. Oh, I'll play that moment in my head over and over again. It's a squirrel over there. Let's keep it in with the, uh, the old, the old wildlife. Rat, wildlife. It might be a rat, actually. It's a rat growing. Yeah. No, it's a squirrel. Right, Tuesday night. Obviously, we're, uh, we're, 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 we're there is a new mag out, so good luck selling it because um, I won't be here as I keep pointing out. But uh, <laughs> Tuesday night in terms of Champions League, nil nil, uh, not the best result, not the worst. Uh, a lot of people seem to think it could be a, a little bit dicey this one. Yeah, I definitely think it's going to be dicey, but I think it all depends on. I think we'll score in the first half. I think we'll go in front, but I think it's how we set up after that. It could be a long night, I'd, like Celta Vigo was last year. Yeah. That was that was another talk. podcast we all got leathered, leathered by afterwards. Yeah. Wasn't I agree. The, 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 the worst thing is when you go one 0 up, it's a sort of stick or twist thing, isn't it? Mm. Do you go and put the second game, second goal, and put it to bed, or knowing Mourinho, it's just one 0 that's enough, mm. and then uh, nothing you can see. So I, I think we'll go through, but I think it's going to be one of them. It's one of them games where the second half is going to be horrible, and you just can't wait for the. Final I have been I have been slightly worried about. It. I think if we get the first, he's going to. I agree with John. He's going to play the same way. Wait, similar. No problem. Three 0 Yeah, I'm surprised to hear this. To be honest, um, <laughs> the thing is with this pragmatic approach is it's like just getting over the line, and it's like a photo finish, like you said last year against Celta Vigo. I just, I just hate the the away goals rule. Me, it stitches us up so many times in seasons where we were Celta do really well in the competition, and you know, for the life of me, I hope it's not one all, but I've got an awful gut feeling that it, that it is going to be um, for no other reason than mm. we've been stitched up in the past. Um, sorry, I've just dropped all my stuff on the floor and I've completely forgot. I, um, yeah, What's I. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. Clean uh, his bag from the airport. <laughs> yeah, um, not something else, I'll edit. <laughs> what, um. So are, you, are we confident that we'll are we going to win or not? On or do you think it'll be just? I think we'll I think we'll get over the line. Just yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm uh, I'll be on the train back from Cheltenham, so I won't actually see or hear it, and I won't have a signal. So it'll be one of these when I get off and I find out. I personally hope. Fucking Cheltenham. Per- personally, <laughs> personally, because <laughs> it's, it's, it's the best day. Yeah. Everybody it's knows that. And just in case it isn't, I'm also going back on Wednesday and Friday. So. Uh, obviously, United in terms of European football, I think you know they should be. I get that. I think we should underestimate how much confidence winning today and the bounce that will give the you know you know they beat Chelsea, they've gone to Palace and come back from behind, they've beaten a good Liverpool side today. They should be going into that with absolutely tons of confidence. Superb as well. We've not dropped many. Like six, seven goals in the league. It's only three games we've not won at Old Trafford twenty odd this year. So moving on. Further on from oh, that, that's one. <laughs> yeah, I keep dropping, I keep dropping stuff. That's yeah. my casino card. That um, moving on later on in the week, um, where are we placing that Brighton fixture in terms of importance? 
Right up there, I think. I think it's we need to win a trophy this year. Like I just said, if we don't win a trophy this year, it'll be deemed a failure, and it's the one that we could and probably should win. We're probably the favourites to win it out of the teams that left in it. So I think it's massive up there. We should be bright and comfortably, but yeah, very important. Yeah, it's the biggest chance of a trophy, isn't it? Um, and, and let's face it, now I think fourth's in the bag. I reckon. And there's no chance that we can not be playing Champions League football next season. So United haven't got a lot of games that they, you know, they need to rest players for. Yeah. So Pochino, after We're saying well. I'm not interested yeah. in those two cups, um, I'm only interested in the two big ones. Um, he's now only got that left, Danny. So, you know, United could really play on that, really, couldn't he? When in terms of if United get through, everybody expects it to be sort of semi-finals involving United and Tottenham. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it becomes a point where. <clears throat> becomes a point in the season where you just look at a game in isolation and you say to yourself, you know what, this is our biggest game of the season. Tuesday is our biggest game of the season. Then Saturday becomes our biggest game of the season. You know, the league, although the bread and butter is the thing that really gets you going, it's not, you know, the league games become, well, you know, we draw, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. So, uh, are we going to two wins in a week? Well, I've just said we'll draw. Two on Tuesday, I think we'll win 2-0 next. Should definitely be. My concern is it's Brighton and no one to get up for it because it's 7.45 on a Saturday night and it's Brighton. It's but, um, is that our first ever... Well, it's a good, yeah, it should be, no, but a atmosphere, time, so I mean. First of a 7.45 Saturday mm. at Old Trafford. I think, I think he's got... Think. Go out at 9am and just stay in town yeah. all over it. Yeah. If he wasn't selling magazines, oh, God, it'd be heaven, yeah. that. Yeah, that's right. Can we have a day off? <laughs> Brighton. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not here, so you need to sell. Oh, OK. And I'm at a wedding. <laughs> Fucking bastards! I'm yeah. Yeah. So you're bringing your registers too. Right, well, uh, we'll we'll have a talk offline about this. Uh, everyone, uh, I think people are happy with the result today, but there's still issues with the performance. But we'll deal with that another time. Uh, most people are edgy about Seville in midweek, but I expect to get through that and then get into the semi-finals of the FA Cup. So, despite all the doom and gloom and misery surrounding Jose Mourinho and Manchester United, the club still seems to be in a good place and moving forward. So, um, we'll definitely take that. Uh, one last thing, I. Uh, I'm di- I've got to mention this. I, I, no, no, I've done that. <laughs> uh, a similar thing. It does involve a horse, though. Um, you know when someone runs and they drop something and they go back and pick it up. Um, I, I caught some guy out on the side of my eye when I was selling before, and he ran back, picked up a block of horse shit, put it in his pocket, and went out and just went. No, he put it in his hand. He just picked it up yeah, in his yeah, hand. No, he didn't have a bag. Hmm. I don't, I don't, to be honest, I was. Yeah. There's a bloke that comes to the match to collect our shit. Yeah. With his hands? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Not, not even gloves no. on a bag. No, no, he no. just picks up. I've seen him. Rosie I've seen him. I've seen him. I've seen him in Asda car park in, a, in the week once as well. He, what, he, must, he, dog he dog just walks around picking shit up all week. I don't know why. Why have I only just met this man then? I've got a picture of him on my phone somewhere. Well, if you're listening, whoever you are, we'd like you to come on a podcast at some point and just explain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, maybe we'll do it over the phone. Um, yeah. Oh, I thought I thought that was weird, and you're now telling me you see him every week. So we've got somebody who comes up here every week, just picks up shit and goes home with it. Yeah, yeah. Puts yeah. it in his bag. It must be his one of those. garden must be unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he's one of those hoarders. I don't know because he doesn't just pick up shit as well. He picks up um, and he smokes it. He's an oldest. He looks a bit gone. He's old. He doesn't look great. Yeah, yeah. yeah same, same one. Yeah. His hands eat it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm not. I'm. Yeah. Someone. You've got the hands of a twelve-year-old. <laughs> someone. Someone walking around picking up shite and putting his. But I, I, 
right, listen, I, all right, I could, I could, I could, I could just, rather do that than go and fucking watch ours racing. <laughs> <laughs> I just found it a bit weird, but you clearly don't. So uh, you know, right, I think it's time to time to win this. Uh, Aaron Stew, uh, Bloomy, John, and and thanks a lot. Uh, next podcast. One of you might have to do it. Um, that'll be a laugh. Yeah. Uh, so one of you, one of you is going to have to do one on Tuesday night, unless Andy's here. Um, but uh, I'll do it. Yeah, you'll do it. All right, good man. So Aaron will be back on Tuesday um, after the Seville game. Um, we might do one on Saturday you know, between me and John after we've thrown all our mags in the canal and stayed in town. But until then, thanks for listening. See you soon. Thanks for listening to the latest United We Stand podcast brought to you by Red Army Bet. We offer the best available odds on a United win as well as a host of special bets created by Reds. With half our net profits being donated to United supporters groups, Red Army Bet is about fans, by fans, for fans. Check out our website redarmybet.com or download the app. Red Army Bet, we all follow United.